Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In 1807, after decades and decades of campaigning, Great Britain finally abolished the Atlantic slave trade, or at least its role in it. However, given that Britain benefited in many different ways from the trade and that it had a number of very powerful supporters, there were various different reasons which combined to bring this event about. One prominent one was the support of politicians that opposed the trade. People such as William Wilberforce regularly raised the issue in Parliament, both in speeches and also introducing bills calling on Parliament to abolish the slave trade. These, however, were continually rejected, and this seemed likely to continue, especially given France's influence. France and Britain were at war from 1792. Britain needed the slave trade money, it believed, in order to fund this war as well as to improve its military through the experience that sailors would gain, firstly working in the slave trade ships before joining Britain's navy. In addition, the French Revolution of 1789, which saw the overthrow of France's monarchy, had inspired some slaves to rebel against their owners. The slave revolt on the French island of Haiti greatly worried Britain. The violence that was shown in the rebellion could have easily spread elsewhere. It seemed safer to keep slaves under control, possibly by ending the trade. In 1807, as has been stated, Parliament finally voted to abolish the slave trade. However, this only ended the actual buying and selling of slaves and kidnapped from Africa. It didn't abolish slavery. It would be 1833 before slavery was finally made illegal in British colonies. Abolition happened for many different reasons. The campaign that was run by abolitionists was an important feature of this. By writing books and holding public meetings, it brought the issue to public attention. And by doing this, persuaded people that they should support an end to the trade. Having former slaves and also slavers, people who had controlled them, speak out, made people aware of the horrors of the trade. And in addition, the fact that most churches were opposed to slavery helped persuade many in Britain to oppose it. Not only were many people very religious, but when they attended services, they regularly heard arguments against the trade. Another key feature was Britain's relationship with other countries. Britain traded with other countries around the world, very often at cheaper prices, and as a result it had less of a need for slave labour. Britain also had much less influence in the Americas after the American War of Independence, which started in 1776, when the United States ultimately became separate from its British Empire. The sugar boycott had an important role as well. Merchants that sold sugar recognised that they were losing money, and as such they began to shift their purchases from countries which used slave labour to other countries in order to keep public business. In addition, it became clear that the treatment of slaves in the Caribbean was not economically efficient. There was such a high death rate amongst the slaves that this made the trade much more difficult and much more expensive. Abolitionists were also careful in their approach. At first, they only aimed to ban the slave trade, not slavery itself. As has been noted, the slave trade is banned in 1807, but it's 1833 before slavery itself is made illegal. By targeting only one part of the trade, this made it much easier to persuade people to support the campaign, and then they could focus on banning slavery at a later date. All of these issues combined to ensure that by 1807, the government had finally been persuaded that at the very least, the Atlantic slave trade, the kidnap of millions of people from their homelands, should finally be ended. <laughs>